Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time it is that you're watching this. Hi, my name is Sierra and this is Sierra Chats Podcast and today I have a really special guest with me. Um, I am so honored that he asked to be on this podcast um, to share a little bit of his story. Um, his name is Sharif. We first met in 2017 in Greece. So let's chat. Welcome yeah. to the podcast, Sharif. Um, Thank you. I'm so glad. I'm so glad we get to have this conversation and sit down. You live in Athens. I live here in the U.S. So the time difference is yeah, it's crazy. pretty big difference. Crazy. Yeah. What time is it there? It's um, eight thirty-eight a.m. Ah, okay, eight thirty-eight. So here is uh, almost four. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. That's crazy. So I was, I was so happy when you reached out to say um, you would love to be on the podcast and share a little bit about your journey from um, where you were to where you are. And for people who don't know, do you just want to like share a little bit about um, who you are and where you came from, where you were born to where you are now? And then we can... Yeah, of course. Yeah. So I'm Sharif, and my last name is Ahmad Zai. Uh, just going with Sharif. <laughs> yeah, 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 but most of the time they just call me Sharif. Sure. I, okay. I'm just, yeah, I give you the full name. Yeah. And I grew up in Kabul, Afghanistan. Okay. And yeah, I left home when I was 15. Okay. And then start my other journey to to come to Europe. Yeah. You know, it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy as a 15-year-old. Uh, I knew nobody to travel with. Wait, wait, just, wait. You traveled by yourself at 15? Yeah. I, I don't know. I had no friends to travel with, and nobody were willing to go. And wow. I did. I mean, I had no reason to stay back home. So, uh, and then I left home when I was a 15-year-old. I have faced many things on the way to Greece. I don't know. I don't want anybody to face those kind of things, the thing that I faced. And it wasn't easy. To people, it's very easy to describe you. Oh, yeah, this, you know, a refugee arrived from Turkey or Afghanistan. They, they have a few words to describe you with that, but... Nobody knows what we've been through. No, no. So I met you in Greece in 2017 um, because I was I was helping with um, I-58. Yeah, it was working yeah, with yeah. Relief, I guess. I remember, yeah. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. I, I can't believe. Yeah. Um, and like I met so many beautiful people and so many amazing people there. Um, and a lot of people like, well, anyway, over here on my side, like in the U.S., it's like we talk about refugees and, oh, they came from Afghanistan uh, and they made this, yeah. this crazy journey, you know, to get away yes. from like their country to start a new life. Right. Yeah. But we don't actually hear the story of how they got from where they were to where they are now because like you now now today okay so just for instance i met you in 2017 today it's 2024 you're married 
you live in Athens, you know, you have like a beautiful wife, like your life is, your life is thriving. I would say thriving now, but it wasn't before. Like you went through some crazy, crazy dark moments, I'm sure. Man, I, I don't know how to explain it. I don't know how to put in words what I saw in life. And, mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm very thankful for God, what he has done in my life and where I am today. Yeah, I'm just thankful. And yes, we all have these challenges in life and been, been through things. And it's take, it takes a lot of time for us to, for example, when it comes to a relationship, uh, it takes so much time to be with the right person, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, we think everybody's the right, the right person for us. And yes, wow. but it's not true. God has one person for us, not, you know, not everybody we meet on the street. So, yeah, God put a great woman in my life. Uh, and I also met her on, on Lesbos Island in 2016 oh, when I was 16 oh, years old. Oh, yeah. Cherie. So it's, it's, a big, it's a very interesting story. Oh, do tell it. Do tell it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, she came. Her name is Elena. Uh, she came with her parents to just see what is happening on the island and just do volunteers for a couple of weeks. Yeah. And then, I don't know, God have a plan for all of us. I didn't know what was happening, but I met her and then... <laughs> you didn't know. I was like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was like, hey, what's up? You know, I was translating at a uh, Euroleaf info container and I was building a tent for somebody and then I came to the info container to get some... Uh, ropes for the tent or zip tie to tie them. This is was, this was the only thing we had there. And then I met this girl. I was like, "Hey, what's up?" I I liked her eyes. I was like, "Oh, interesting." Oh. And then you know, as a sixteen-year-old, yes. <laughs> and then I was like, "Oh, what's up?" I was like, "What's your name, Elena?" Oh, okay, what's uh, how old are you? She said, "I'm eighteen. I was like, "Oh, I'm also eighteen." No, I was. <laughs> you know, I wasn't eighteen. No. Yeah, and then later, the other translator told her that I'm not 18, I'm 16. And then, yeah. Oh, that's funny. Everything went different way. But yeah, very interesting story. I love that. That's great. That's great. So how long, how long did you live, like, in Lesbos, like, on the island of Lesbos? Were you, um, did you live... Did you live like in the refugee camp, like there in Middle East? Yeah, you did. Okay. Yes. Wow. You know, the only way in the refugee camp to survive was fighting. There were some. There were some fights that broke out. They, I'm not kidding. Every morning, uh, we had to go to the food line to get breakfast for you know to get breakfast, and there was no way to get breakfast until you get beat up, and it was a very tough life. It was a very tough life that. Yeah, I don't know how people view it from outside, but when you go inside and if you live the way we lived, it was it was very tough. And they don't care you're a minor or adult, you get beat up. But for me, it was the only way to survive. It was like, you know, I, I'm like, I got two hands, you got two hands, I have to survive too. <laughs> I was like, well, I, you know better than me, I have to do something too. So yeah, it was a very interesting life. That's crazy. I remember, so I was working um, with the vulnerable families and then the minor, yeah, in section C and then the minor boys was right next door. 
I, it's all different now. Like they have everything set up different, right? And I remember, so I got to know like quite a few of the young kids there, like the young boys, um, such sweet guys. But there was, I remember that there was this one eight-year-old boy, eight or nine-year-old boy who had gotten separated from his family somewhere on the way to on the way to Greece. So what was his name? Muhammad? I forget. I forget his name. I think it was Muhammad. Yeah. And I like I'm just like the little boy. Yeah, the little boy. And I'm like, I can't even imagine what he must be going through to like I, Yeah. I met his family. His oh. family was in Iran. They were divided on the way. They were stuck got stuck in Iran and he made it to Turkey. And you know if they ever got back together? Yeah. And you know how God works. Yeah. Thing, he, how he worked uh, things out. Now, right now, they are in Germany. Like, they're living the life, whatever they got to live, you know? Oh, my. And I can't believe it. I, do I, you know what? That, I'm going to cry because I, I just remember, like, I would see him every single day, and there were some other kid, like, older boys who would, like, kind of try to protect him. Um, and you know, kind of take care of him, and I'm like, I know, I just, very I just prayed that this kid would be reunited with his family one day, and so that is, oh, I love to hear that. That just made my day. That yeah, I'm so happy weird. for them. I'm so yeah. happy for them. I saw him here in Athens. Uh, we had an English class. That's how I met him. So oh, we invite kids to the English class to teach them English because they were learning Greek, and we had this place. It's called. Uh, project it's project for art and well-being okay yeah. it's here in Athens. it's still uh, operating and we were teaching english to kids and we had a lot of students a lot of afghan students and some syrians they yeah. were coming to learn english and that's how i met him he came to english, uh, english class to learn english i was like hey i know you he's like yes i know you too i'm like and that that was the same boy you're talking about but he was living in the shelter here with the minor boys until his family took the responsibility, you know, to yeah. be guardian for him. Yeah. So they took him with them and then they had the DNA test and those things and it was, you know, positive. And then they were there right now they are together and oh. they live in Berlin right now. That is amazing. That is yeah. amazing. Yeah. Uh, I, wow. That's very, people have strong stories. Yeah. But what about like, what, if, if I can ask you, like how, I know you said you had to like fight for your breakfast, but like, what was your life like in, in Kabul? Like, what was your life uh, like? I gotta be honest. We had, I had a good life. Yeah. Uh, we all have up and downs in life and yeah. life, did, it's not one way and straight. Mm -hmm. We have waves. Yeah. It's very sad to, I don't know how to explain it. Yeah, when I lost my family, and then I said, I, have, I don't want to live here. Okay. So, so oh. I lost my mom and sister and my brother in explosion. And I was like, I'm not interested to be here. But yeah. my life was very, in some ways, very tough. I, growing up without father was not easy. I lost my father when I was four year old. He was ambushed by the Taliban. He worked for the government and he was a commander. But yeah. He, he was, I grew up absolutely with, with no man in my family. I was the only person, you know, and my mom and sister and my brother. Mm -hmm. But yeah, my, so that's, yeah, I don't know how, what else 
no, how no, to that, put in word, but and then when I grow up to understand, you know, things when I turned fifteen, and then the other thing took place in my life. I I lost my mom and my sister and brother. So sorry. Uh, Sometimes I ask myself why I'm still alive, like how I got, I, how I survived. You know, yeah. It's uh, I'm not the only one have a strong story. Or there's many people they're suffering. They, everybody have their own story, and yeah. everybody's story is powerful to them. But yeah, somehow I survived, and today I'm here, and it was God's plan, and not mine. So I'm alive. I, I survived for a good reason, I yes, think. You yes, you did. You know, and he he knew what's what's next for me. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's like, and I'm sure like in that situation, you making your way to Greece alone, you know, as a 15-year-old boy. I mean, for you, like, I feel like at 15 for you, you were more mature than a lot of other 15-year-olds because you went through so much more. Um, you experienced a lot more life than like some fifteen-year-olds. You know what I mean. I grew. I I was adult when I was fourteen. Yeah. I, yeah. I reached my twenty-fifth. You know, on the, when I was fourteen. So I I grew up very fast when it comes to those things. But yeah, it's so much trauma too. It's very hard to deal with those things. Yeah. Because on the way, traveling was not easy. You know, and so many times we were robbed on the way and shot by the police in the border in Iran mm -hmm. and we lost so many like in the group we were traveling with people and we lost like 26 people and that's that was the time that I was like you know I'm like I don't know what to do and I, yeah it's just very hard yeah you know, I don't know how to describe it no, and like I can never, I can imagine, but like that's not even that doesn't even do justice to like what you actually went through because that's like insane. That is like, yeah, no human being should have to go through that. Um, yeah, but even I know the refugee camps. Like I know, you know, we did our. I say we or like your relief or whoever they did the best that they could to like house people. It's a lot better now. It's a lot better now, I think. God knows. We see the picture on social media, but God knows what is happening inside. Yes. I One story I remember, and it like completely broke my heart. And like, I, I could barely, I could barely even function for the rest of the day. Me and another guy, we were taking census. You know, we were like counting all the people going from tent to tent. And again, this is 2017. Now it's different and it's a little bit more. Yeah. I mean. I mean, it is what it is. People changed. Yeah. Different people come visiting. Money organization got changed, but situation is there. It's yeah. just saying. No, it's not. It's, yeah. Um, so we walked, we opened up this one tent because it had rained. Um, and like the tent had flooded a little bit. And there was this mother with her baby. She was like maybe six, seven months old. And the heart of the baby was on the outside. Like the baby was so sick. Um and there were like human feces, like throughout like the, the path to walk. And I'm yeah. like, I, this is not okay. And um, you saw the reality. Yes. People, yes. it's, uh, you know what was happening. Even you were there for, I don't know how long, but you yeah. know what is happening. And it worse happened. That was nothing, but the worst was on the way, you know? Yes. 
Chat so, from from point A to point B, essentially. That that I can't even I can't even fathom fathom that. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, 2017 was a very tough year. Yeah, 2017. I remember. Uh, I will never forget it. Sometime when it bothers me, I wrote things down because yeah. of the Moria camp and what I saw. I thought I'm I'm 16 year old or 17 year old. I will forget it when I go to 24, 25, or 30. But no, it bothers me every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember a Bangladeshi guy came to the tent, the info container, asking for blanket, and we. I couldn't do anything, but I was speaking their Urdu language. They were speaking Hindi, mm-hmm. and I was speaking like more some languages, you know, like a lot of languages. Yeah. Like Dari, Pashto, Hindi, English. And okay, wait. How many languages it, do you know? Well, by now I speak six six languages because I'm learning German also. So, yeah. but yeah, and that time I was translating Hindi because he was speaking Hindi, and yeah. they are near to India, so they are not that far. And he came, asked, he was very sick, and he asked for blanket, and I translated to the volunteers. They said, you have a blanket, that's it. We can give you one, only one blanket, no more. And he was like, he was shaking, you know. He's like, I'm sick, I need one more, you know. I cannot survive. And we were like, I couldn't do anything. I still remember, and most of, sometime I, I, I'm saying, I think, I, I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, I hope I'm forgiven. Because yeah. I, it, nothing was in my hand. I was just a refugee translator. Yeah. That's how I was named that yeah. moment. You know, oh, you just translate. That's all you can do. Nothing else. Don't say anything. And and then when I was translating, you know, the people were not getting help. I was just translating their words. But yeah. most of the time we were in trouble with the people. They were like, while you're there, you do nothing. I'm like, it's not in my hand. <laughs> I'm someone like you sleeping in the tent. Yes. I don't know how to survive, but I'm coming here to help each other. Yeah. So yeah, this guy left. He was so sad and he left. And the next morning, 2017, I remember, I came. By that time, I was uh, I was living with a family. Yeah, I remember. Because that. the camp was fired. Everything was gone. And there was nothing for me to live. So everybody left and the winter came. So I came in the morning somebody was dead in the sleeping bag. And I was like, what is this? You know, I, I, and then when I found out it was the same person asking for a blanket and it was so cold that he just passed away at night, he was sick. And that's the thing that until today, I have seen many things, the same, same thing, worse than that, but similar story, you know. I sometimes I just don't forgive myself, I'm like, I wish I could give him my blanket, but I didn't know what was going to happen. The next exactly. Day. So, yeah. And they, I remember that they ran out of, they had run out of like baby formula, um, blankets and diapers when I was there. And that yeah. was, that was so. But even we had, we, even we had like, if even uh, the organization have blankets or those yeah. things, they don't give them in a one day or the next day. They just wait for the new arrivals. Yeah. So I don't know in that situation, I don't know who to blame. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? It's so hard, but that is, that is terrible. That is like, so, so yeah. Wow. So camp. You've been through some crazy, crazy things, but like, and things that people should never have to see and experience you've experienced. So how, like, so now you're living in Athens and you're a personal trainer, you box, you do all those 
things. How did how- I keep my, I do my best to stay active. Yeah, yeah. Um, were you a boxer before you left? Yeah, yeah, you were. Uh, back, uh, we I was, but and then I start traveling. You know, being in this camp, being in that camp, I had no opportunities, nothing. You yeah. know, no place to train, no place to eat, no place to shower, no place to sleep. Yeah. I, don't, I don't remember I slept in Moria camp for three hours. Every night, there were people drunk, fighting, there was stabbing, there was just fires. When I left Moria camp, I think that was the, maybe this, that was the time that God called me to leave the camp yeah. for a few months because I think I would get crazy if I was going to be there for two more months because there was no sleep. I, and I, the food, like, it was disgusting. Like, yes. I don't think animals should be treated like that, you know. I think animals are treated way better than the humans in the camp. It's true. But at the beginning, six months when we arrived, 2016, mm-hmm. yeah, 2016, we, when, when I arrived, we were prisoner. We were not allowed to leave camp. We were in the box. Yeah. If you leave camp, you will be in the jail. for you. Uh, the punishment was six months in the jail. Yeah. If you leave the camp. So we had no document, nothing. I remember buying food from the fence. Like the, the there was a small hole in the wall, whatever was it. I was giving my change to somebody to give me a sandwich because there was nothing in the camp and there was fighting over the food. And I'm like, I don't want to get bloody just for to get a cup of tea. I'm like, I don't want this. Yeah. And then little by little, you know, people protested. They broke the door and then we were allowed to walk around and you're scared. We were not, I mean, I was walking around, I was so scared because the local people were mad at us. Mm-hmm. So yeah, welcome to our life. I, I remember like, I was there about two weeks or something and I remember texting my family and I'm like, man, animals literally live better than what they live here. I, I think that moment, sorry, when I was in the camp, I said, I wish I was like, I was something else. When I was watching these goats, and sheep are walking around in the woods eating free grass. I was like, I want to be like them, but not this. Because it literally, honestly, and, and not to like speak negatively about any organization, but you guys were like prisoners because there was like this big fence. You didn't have your documents. You couldn't leave. And you had to stay kind of locked up, I should say, in, in these areas. Um, and again, not to like talk negative about the organizations or anything, but like, that you were essentially prisoners, I would say, in, in a way, in a way. Yeah, I mean, we got nothing against any organization, but the yeah. truth has to be said. Yeah. The truth has to be revealed. Yeah. But true. yeah, that's how life was. People came, took a picture, left. People came, took a picture, left. That's yeah. what they did. Yes, we, yeah, it's true. And I don't know, the support came, it's gone. Like, I translated for three, three years for free, <laughs> you know? So, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's how life goes. Honestly, like, I mean, I was only there for um, four or five weeks, I think. But then my sister went several times and was there for several months and stuff. Um, I ended up joining a different organization, YWAM, um, and was a part of that for a few years. But I totally understand what you're saying. People come, take photos. You, you kind of, like, create a little bit of a relationship, and then they're yeah. gone. Right. And I and I and I was I came back and I was I was talking to some friends and I said, I want to go back. But like, I don't think my heart can handle it because of 
there's so much devastation and it's just not fair. Um, but I'm like, I got close to some of these families and some of these young boys. Like I, you know, I had a relationship. I know we weren't supposed to like talk with them, but I was there and they were there and you kind of, I mean, they didn't understand English. I didn't understand, but you can kind yeah. of create a, you know, um, and I'm like, I'm like, I became a small part of their life and then I left. And I'm yeah, like, it happened a thousand times to myself, to me. And I'm like, everybody came, hi, hello, we care about you, we love you. And then the next day he's gone. Yeah. But it's because they want to show the care and the love. But to us, it's a different thing. A friendship is to us, is like, we are a friend. But to the West, friendship is different. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I still think about everyone. Like, I remember faces. I don't remember the names. Some of them uh, friended me on Instagram. So I can kind of like see you know yeah, when yeah. some of them are in germany and i'm like so happy like i get to like actually see from a distance but yeah no for you guys i'm sure that was like so hard and then you said you translated for three years and didn't get a cent like i think for myself i think that's like really that's honestly horrible <laughs> you're giving it is horrible but uh, what can you say exactly you you learned a language you learned so many languages. We're, we're yeah, here. Think... That's that's a that's 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 crazy. I yeah. I can't even I can't even imagine. So how did you? When did you get to Athens? Um, it was twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so I was on Lesbos. And then 2019, I moved out to Athens. Okay. All right. So you've and been... It was very tough. It was very tough to move out, like, to be here. It's just no job, nothing. Like, it was a very tough life. I'm not kidding. Like, and I, you know, some places when I was asking for a job, they asked me if I have my diploma. And oh. I just wasted whole life, no education, just being in refugee camps. That's it, you know. And wow. so it was very, and then I understand the value of education, that yeah. how important it was. But yeah, it was very tough to be here in the city. And first of all, it's very hard to find a job. Yeah. And still, if you want to work somewhere, you are working for 45 days for free. And then later, if after 45 days, if they like you, they might hire you a trial. So you waste these 45 days paying for a coffee and your, for, for your own money, lunch, breakfast, public transportation, rent. So yeah, welcome. <laughs> it's very tough. Yeah. Have you, have you gotten a job then? Have you been no, able to? No, I was like, I don't want to work somewhere for free fire. <laughs> I don't want to work for 40 days for free. Yeah, no, I understand. I understand that. I understand that. But yeah. And then I met, you know, just met some nice people in life and negative and positive yeah. as part of life. But yeah, and but I'm thankful for the for the people, like friends, yeah. who supported me in some ways when I was down. But God provide always. I always trust in Him. Yeah, no human. I trust Him. He provide humans to help yeah. me work. But I don't rely on people's support. I do. I do my best to, you know, train people, 
work someplace in work some places teaching and those yeah. things. Okay. But yeah, God provide always. Amen. Amen. So let me when when did you get married? What year did you get married? Uh April. April last year. Oh, yeah. oh. So it's not even a year yet. Huh? Yeah, it's not a year yet. Congratulations. In April it's gonna be a year. Yes, it's coming up. It's coming up. That's awesome. That's awesome. So I, I want to, you say, um, so you talk about God. So do you, are you a Christian? Yeah. Okay. So did you grow up Christian or no? Well, I grew up with very religious families in yeah. the neighborhood and country where I was, but it was, no, I, it was tough for me to choose what to, show, what to follow. Yeah, I, I'm going to You know, it's not because I came to Europe I chose Christianity. No, yeah. it wasn't like that. You know, it was, I was, I had this struggle when I was 14, 13 years old. I was struggling to follow, uh, to find my way to what to believe. Yeah. Because I live in a whole environment. People were praying five times, but they were still negative. People were, people were, it doesn't matter a thousand times a day you can pray, but your character's. It doesn't change, you know. I'm like, what kind of God do you follow? Because you're still acting the same. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it was in that from then, you know, the things that impact on me, it was very different and, and I had some struggles. But people didn't like me because I didn't follow what they were preaching back home. And but specifically I'm not against any religion, any thing, but and I think it was part of their preaching. To, you know, that's why I didn't like to follow what the people follow by home. So yeah, okay. And then my everybody have their personal choice what to follow. So I was like, yeah, uh, I, there will be something to follow. But back home we are I don't know how to describe it because we were like it's like our eyes are closed. We don't have the freedom to choose what to believe. Okay. Like there is yeah. one thing: if you believe it or not, that's it. If you don't believe, you get beaten to death. <laughs> but if you, yeah, it's very tough. It's very okay. tough that still people are going through some hardship right now. Mm -hmm. It makes me so sad that see Afghan girls and women and men right now suffering from the government that right right now is operating. So yeah. it's very tough. And I'm not a big fan of it. I would never be a big fan of it because the most important person in my family was my father to me. Yeah. And I grew up without father's love and I will never forgive these people who mm -hmm. uh, who is operating right now, the ruling the country. Mm -hmm. It's not about what language they speak. Yeah. It's about who ruled them, you know? Yeah. So language doesn't matter right now. And, but yeah, they took my dreams away, so... I'm not a big fan of them. Yeah, yeah. And God will do something one day. Oh, I believe it. I believe it. Yeah. But yeah, I grew up, I had the struggle with my family too. They were like, why you don't believe? I said, why do you believe? You know, and then gotcha. my mom was pretty religious. Yeah, yeah, she was, she was not letting me enter the house without praying. I was like, yes, I did. But I actually, God knows what I did. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was a very religious lady. And I was like, but I was like, mom, What's the point of you know those things? Like, why? What kind of life do we li live? Like, we have no peace. Mm -hmm. But they're like, oh, the peace is promised in a different way. I'm like, well, if I don't feel the peace right now, how I'm gonna? I don't know the ending. 
yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, but yeah, I found my way to come to find the truth. That's it. Yeah. Anybody. Yeah. It's very easy because it's very, uh, right now when I see these young kids and uh, young adult, yeah, they're they are lost. They're running away from the truth, you know? Religion, believing in something, it doesn't grab you. It doesn't make you just a statue to be in the corner. Yeah. It helps you, you know, to open up, to see the reality, to see what is happening and what had happened before, you know? So there are millions of people believing in things. It's, they're not crazy, so who I, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. So, yeah. But the truth always revealed, you know, and the way he worked, he he did it. He does it. He doing things in different ways. Like he he's opens in things here. Yeah. You know, not over there. Yeah. Here and here. So that's what happened to me too. Yeah. Come on. You know. I think. But yeah, I had struggles. I had my own, you know, dark side. And yeah. Everyone. Everyone did. Yeah. yeah, but I prayed and I prayed. I was like, you know what, man, if you're real, show me something. If you're not, I'm not entering this building again. Yeah. But it didn't just happen. Look, God didn't say, okay, let me prove it to you. Come here. No, it took time. Yeah. It took time. And then I found my way. I was like, yeah, I think this is it. Yeah. It's the moment to just like, I'm like, but yeah, I, man, I, I'm, I'm, I'm very happy. No matter what I lost, what I faced what happened it doesn't matter yeah sorry i shouldn't say that but it doesn't affect me like it used to because i got healing in different ways because none of the doctors would give me medicine to heal yeah but the best doctor was above me yes you know and that was and today i'm living my life serving others it's because of him yeah otherwise i would be sitting somewhere in the corner taking drugs but i think if you follow him the right direction he has the right direction not us yeah He's our Google map. Yeah, he is our Google map. (laughs) This is true. So do you have any plans? Like, I know you want to be a personal trainer. Like, what are, like, your goals now for, like, the future? Future? Oh, my gosh. Or even, like, now. Even, like, right now. Because I know you're a personal trainer. You do boxing. You want to help other young kids. I, I don't know. My, My dreams are very big. Even oh. even my cup says, you know, work hard, dream big. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, my dream is to just have a, oh, gosh. Because I, I'm watching these families and young adults are going through a very hard time, no education, yeah, uh, no job, no place for them to stay. No good, there's no good community for them. Mm. You know, it's very sad. And I feel like things are getting change every day but i don't see the change in a different way not in a way to direct them to the right way these young adults but it takes them away in a way that sometimes i'm like i wish they were back home i think it would be better for them to be there because here we say this organization is doing this this organization is doing that but in reality the impact on them is very negative you know yeah yes we see somebody smile and a good handshake how are you but that doesn't describe a good future for us. Yeah. And especially, I was once in their, in their place, you know? Yeah. And I'm no better than anybody. And it's not just one person, one nation to help. Like, well, we have a, we have a ministry. 
It's called Love Every Nation. And I have and also t- uh, print out T-shirts, you know. And let me show you. I... I made a, I made like a boxing logo, like when we train the boys and do things. It's not because I want to get famous, but you know, this is what like who we just how I describe myself. You know, like the backside. Love every nation, Athens. Oh yeah. Oh, I love that. That is very, very you well. Know, and then the front side. Yes. You know, so my goal is to just to give a hand to everybody. Yeah. I'm not a provider. God is the provider, but I can do my best to show what he has done in my life. And yeah. God doesn't care where you're from, where you, what language you speak, what kind of document you carry. I think we all know it's pretty simple. All he cares about this. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, he, he doesn't look at your face, what color you are. Mm-hmm. brown white green yellow yes. all he carries the heart he's like yes. you know so yeah, yeah. god is it's not because he's my good friend i'm from afghanistan no it's because he knows <laughs> what was inside yes yes absolutely but yeah my goal is to have a place a building a place for families one day that they can come and cook and stay if they have no housing because when i go outside most of the time i translate for them or buy them food or, you know, because people support and we take their support to bless them because yeah. that's what we do right now, you know. And and I see them in the winter, it's so cold, they have no blanket. They're mm-hmm. sitting outside in the rain, in the snow, and in, in the summer. So, yeah, I think when it, becomes, when it comes to human rights, when we talk about human rights, there is no rights existed. There is no equality existed. So we just love to talk about it, fight over it, but... But come see the reality here, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, but that's my goal, to have a place for them that they can take shower and go. Yeah. A class we have, thank God, a place we have, and we just need some volunteers to operate the place, you know? I mean, we still, it's still operating, but yeah. we, we need more people to teach a language that people are, the kids, the, 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 Refugees are interested in English. Most yeah. of the time, they don't want to stay in Greece. They don't like to learn Greek. Yeah. The, their dream is to learn English. That's it. And I think all we can do is to help them with that, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I think I my dream is to just have a place and also to have a, a gym in the future for them that they can come. Yeah. And just, you know, put their anger, aggression in the gym, you know? Yeah left some weight, leave whatever you're going through, give them a cup of tea and a smile, a bottle of water, and just say, you know what, you're blessed. Yeah. And that's my goal. And it's not because, uh, this was my goal like four or five years ago, but I'm still working on it, refreshing it, and God will provide the right people to work with. Yeah, I believe that. I believe that. And I'll be praying for that specifically for you. Thank you. Yes, for sure. For sure. Wow. Man, Sharif, your story, your story is, is crazy, but I am so glad that, um, like now, you know, you look back and you're like, man, I went through so much, but 
God was with me. Like you can look back and see God in your life, help like helping you. Always. Pulling. I will never deny it. No matter where I am, what is happening, I will always say He is with me and He will be with me. Because there was certain feeling. I will tell you something. When I was crossing the ocean, coming from Turkey to Greece, yeah. Lesbos. Yeah. I had this feeling that I will make it. And you know, believe it or not. People tell you different things on the news, but we have lost. There was four boats. We were the first boat made it. The other three is gone until today, and nobody tells you. I think people won't like what I'm saying, but it's up to them, not me. <laughs> but yeah, and I still can't forget it. Yeah, it's very hard. It's very hard to get it out. Mm-hmm. But he was, you know, a when we were coming, we had a plastic boat. We just pumped the boat. We put some air in it, and we got in. There was no boat. People think we coming in a star cruise or those things. No, it's just we, like a plastic bl- boat. A balloon. Bl- we put air in it. Yeah, unbelievable. The first one we built exploded. The second one we made, we said, "Okay, let's trust God." Yeah. <laughs> wow, that because there was no option for us. We couldn't stay in Turkey. They. We, I got deported from the border okay. two times. The third time was my last time. They would send me back to Kabul. They didn't care about my age. Oh. I left home because not because, you know, it was a paradise. I left home because I had struggled and, and I didn't want to be there. I lost my family. I had no reason to be there. Yeah. And there, there is nothing sweeter than family. So when yeah. you don't have your mom and sister on your side or parents, what are you doing there? Just find your way to leave. Mm-hmm. But... I was like, I don't know what hap- what will happen if I die or I make it, but let's see what happens. Just jump in. And we just got in and it was midnight, one o'clock at night, or let's say in the morning. Yeah. And I still remember, I don't know, it was a, it was a, what do you call it, dolphin? Or like the big yeah. fish, I don't know, whatever was it. So we were like, the boat is co- going and the water is coming to the boat. And I was like, oh no, I think we are going down. I didn't look. I didn't look to the water. Like I wasn't focused on water. I was look. I was focused on the light. The light were like very small. The island. Yeah. I was like, okay, okay, I'm getting there. Okay. I was like, okay, and then I see there is a white fish or something like swimming near us, and I'm like, I don't want to look. I don't want to look. You know, I remember the scary movies. I'm like, oh, yes, <laughs> yes. I'm yes. like, I'm gone. <laughs> Man, but yeah. you did. and then, but until today, I never met the people that we were in the woods together, and I never saw them again. Oh and wow! So it's life is tough. Yeah. Life is tough. People try to have a better life, and you can't travel with your document because you can't. And the only way for us was wow. to travel, to put our life in a big risk. So yeah. like the option for death was here, like in, staying alive was a very little chance, 10%, in 90%, you don't know what's gonna happen to 10%, maybe you make it. Oh. So imagine you gamble with life, you know, and it had happened a lot, mm-hmm. you know, it's now, it wasn't just Turkey border, it was in Iran, we got deported back to Afghanistan from Iran and we were, yeah, we were tortured by the military or the police in, in the border. And 
It was brutal, you know, like, I will never forget it. And I'm like, I don't know what kind of Muslim these people, like, what kind of Muslim they are. Like, I think you should help your, your brother, brother or, or, or your neighbor, a Muslim yeah. country. But there was no Islam in their head. They were, all they care about is, like, to torture you. And I'm like, what do you represent? When they took us to the jail, there was a mosque. He tried to go pray. And he came outside after the prayer. He beat me up because my leg was bleeding. I asked for, for bandage. Yeah. I said, hey, excuse me, officer. Can I have a bandage for my leg? He came out of the mosque and he wore his police boots are very hard. They has a metal in the front, right? Like above the toe. Yeah. And he said, what, what part of your body is ble bleeding? I, I opened my, you know, I pulled my pants. I'm like, my ankle. He's like, oh, okay, come. I thought he will help me. And then he stepped on my leg and he started kicking the place where exactly the place was bleeding and he started kicking the place that was bleeding. And the blood was coming and I was looking at him. He said, does it hurt? I looked at him, I'm like, no. Mm. And then from then I decided I will not believe what they believe. Wow. And it hurts because it makes me so sad when I see the brutality, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, why? You know, I'm like, I, I'm not the age you want to be. I think, I mean, I was 15 year old. And he's like 35, 40 years old man. Yeah. And I'm like, you're twice of my age. I think you will have a little understanding. Or maybe you have your brother or son. I'm like, why? I'm like, what is this? Like, I have done nothing against you. I'm just traveling through, through the border or, or mountain. In 45 days, 44 days, I made it to Turkey. In the mountain, no water, no food, nothing. You know? And... It was it was very tough life, and I don't know how to share all of the all of this on this small episode right now. What we're saying in twenty minutes, my life story is like one year. You know, I can explain. Yes. No, I hear that, man. How did you survive? I just need to know. I don't know how I survived either. Yes. I'm confused too. I'm like, how did I do? Yeah. I left home. I waited. I don't know how many pounds in English is, and I mean you're, but I was sixty-five kilo, like. Okay. Pretty, I was like very, you know, fit. Yeah. Like I came to Turkey, you know, I was 48, 46 kilo. I looked, I looked like a monkey. I had, no, <laughs> I was, I was shaking. I was shaking. I didn't know how to walk. I'm not kidding. That because, is insane. And wow. then people think refugee comes. We don't, I'm not here to take anybody job or anybody house. You know, I do my best to pay for what I'm getting in like same as everybody else. Yeah. You know, but yeah. people describe us very easy and how I think people have strong stories. And I think I, I want to tell everybody that it's not the way you describe us. Yeah. It, let us talk, like let us tell you what we've been through. Yeah. You know, but I don't want anybody to feel sorry for me, but that's my story. That's I have to, you want to listen, I will share it with you. If you don't want to listen, thank you. If you want to listen, thank you. Yeah, I'm I'm so sad for everything that you had to go through or that you've went through, but I am so grateful for where you are now. And I'm so Yeah, me too. Yeah, I'm so proud of the man that you became. Like you're you're like honestly we look we should be looking at you and say, "Oh my goodness, Sharif is like an amazing man not only because of what you survived, but of how you overcame those obstacles yeah you still have pains and hurts but you can look back and say i made it and i'm 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 grateful that all of those trials brought me 
and created me into the man that I am today. Yep, amen. And always in my head, you know, people were like, you know, uh, crying or like fighting over documents and screaming, making like doing protests, break in the jail. I mean, not in the jail. In Moria camp, <laughs> it is a jail. Yeah, essentially, it but was. In my head, in my head, I was always. I said, "There is a light." Like, yeah. I'm like, you know, I was like, I'm not worried. People were like, "Why are you so chill?" I was like, "What can you do? There's nothing I can do about it." I'm like, "There is a light at the end of the tunnel," you know. And I'm like, "I'm waiting." Whenever yeah. I arrive to that light, I will say I made it. But still, I'm you know still working. Yeah. hard to get what I need, but it doesn't always go the my way. Mm-hmm. But God timing is perfect. Just wait for his timing and he will give you what you need, you know. So but now my life, yeah. I'm married, living in Athens, doing ministry and serving others and there's nothing better than serving others. Yeah. And yeah, I, I honestly on Lesbos I I tried I mean, I didn't have a good community, but it's okay. Community doesn't make you a good person always, you know? Yeah. Community, yes, we like it. We are there together, but I don't want to name people, but I was so so many times judged. Mm. And as a 17-year-old, 18-year-old, you know, you don't know everything, but we think we know everything, and I was one of them. But yes, in some ways, I was not welcome in places, but it's okay. That's life, you know. That's people's decision that how they make their decision. But in God's eyes, I was His favorite, you know. Yeah. And I knew that things would go my way always, but not today in the future. <laughs> you know, yes, there is a light, there is a future, and I didn't give up. I was mm-hmm. keep believing, trusting, you know, and reading His good, His His uh, word. You know, He mm-hmm. He refreshes. His word is alive. That's all I can say. I don't know how yeah. to put everything in word. I hear you. Just I hear you. But yeah, and now I'm here. Let's see what's next. Yeah, I'm. I'm excited to see where you go in like five years from here from now. I'm excited to see where you'll be at in life. And yes, it'll be, it's gonna be amazing. Be. Yes, all right. I hope. I hope. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sitting down with me and chatting and just kind of sharing your story a little bit like it was it was it's so hard to hear but like there's even in the bad times of your story like there was always hope and and um, yeah so yeah but it's my pleasure and anytime yeah well i hope you have a great rest of your day and uh stay blessed thanks same to you See you next time. Yes. All right. Bye. Bye.